We all know that I love making and recording my own podcast. Loudmouth is my heart and soul. But what's even more fun is that it's easy to do. And guess what? (laughs) You can do one too. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Because it's free. There's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your own podcast right from your phone or your computer. Anchor will distribute the podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, and anywhere else you can listen to podcasts. You can make money from it with no minimum listenership. It's literally everything you need to make a podcast right there in one place for free. So download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started today. Welcome back to Loudmouth Podcast. My name is Madison Hadler, your one and only host here. I guess it's a lie. I guess I have guests, but they're not really hosts. They're guests, but it's fine. Um, hello again. Thank you for coming back and listening to me. Or if it's your first time listening, welcome to it. Um, my name is Madison Hadler. As I said before and a million times, I'm 21 years old. And here's my podcast. <laughs> anyway. Um, today we are going to talk about crisis friends, um, which is a new little term that I heard of the other day. And so I was like, you know what? I'm going to do some research about it. So guess what? I did it. I did that. Aren't you proud of me? Um, I'm sorry, I'm pulling up something. So on my main Instagram story the other day at mad underscore Hadler, if you're interested in following I asked a couple of questions, so I'm going to start out by sharing those answers with you all. So I first asked, have you heard of the term crisis friend? And 81 people said no, 16 people said yes, which I figured because I had never heard of it before, so I'm surprised that even some people had heard of that term. I asked what people thought it meant, and I got pretty much a few of the same responses in various ways. So one thing that people said was a friend, a friend that you go to for comfort or help in a crisis, a friend that you only go to in a crisis, someone is only your friend when they need you, a person you rely on in some way when something negative is going on in your life, someone you only go to when you're in trouble, a person who is often chosen to listen and or solve problems, or a friend who is always in crisis mode. And basically, that's pretty much all the answers. Someone who only calls you when you're in trouble, a friend who is always going in the crisis, friend that only comes to you in a crisis. And then my friend Bree said, well, I cheated and looked ahead. Um, And then a friend that you only go to when you're in a crisis, someone you go to when your life has gone to shit, and so on and so forth. Most of the answers were pretty much what I guess they would be, either guessing that the crisis friend is the one who is always going through a crisis or the friend that is always helping someone through a crisis. So my next slide said that a crisis friend is only being of use to someone when they are in need of your advice, help through a problem or more. And you'll find out later. But through my research on this, I actually found that 
that's not always what it can mean. And there's kind of two different definitions to this, but we'll talk about that later. So pretty much everyone who guessed on here was right. I feel like it's not a super hard saying to get like a crisis friend. I mean, literally the two words are right there for you. But I just kind of wanted to see what people answered because it's super interesting, especially when you haven't heard that term before, which most of the people answered on there said that it wasn't. So after I kind of explained what the crisis friend is, I asked if anyone had ever felt like the crisis friend and 95 people said yes and nine people said no, which is pretty fair. And then the next one was, do you personally have a crisis friend? And 38 people said yes and 53 people said no. So that's just kind of to start off the discussion about this. I feel like no one really knows what it is and if they do, they either feel like they on either sense they feel like that one person is always coming to them with the crisis or they're the friend that's in a crisis all the time and truthfully I feel like everyone has a friend that they go to to ask for advice on I mean it's a normal friend thing to do and before we even start out this whole getting into it I just want everyone to understand that needing help is okay and just because you have a friend that you go to for advice because you trust what they say doesn't make you putting all your crisis onto this one friend but when you only go to them in your time of need and don't fulfill a friendship outside of that that is when this can become a toxic connection so I just want to be clear ranting and needing help from your friend totally understandable and being vulnerable enough to share that with someone and say hey like I need your help is a great human connection to have but when you are consistently only going to this friend for your needs and never trying to fulfill theirs it can be draining on that other person and it can make that friendship seem really really toxic so kind of where this all came from I first heard this term and I was confused and ultimately was kind of stuck in my tracks about it I'm in a Facebook group that is for one of my favorite YouTubers and I don't know if any of you guys kind of know about that but a bunch of YouTubers create Facebook groups for their fans to kind of connect and talk about what they talk about and this one was a lifestyle YouTuber that I follow and we have a group and I was in that and I like just seeing what people post and getting recommendations from people it's a really cool way to connect with people that you wouldn't normally but that in some capacity share the same interests as you so this woman was talking about how you know she's kind of grown it's like a lifestyle and wellness um if you've heard me talk about marissa lace before which i always do on this podcast she's a great influencer go follow her but this is her um little group so it's all about making yourself better more spiritual all that kind of stuff and she was talking about how much she's grown because she has this one friend that always comes to her in a time of crisis and it seems like anything outside of that she doesn't really care about it's only about her and she hears from her you know every two weeks or something like that and only asking for help and she was saying that she felt so empowered the other day because that woman came to her and she explained, you know, I don't mind helping you, but I want this friendship to be more than that. And if you can't give me that, then I can't keep continuing trying to help you with no friend, with no side on my end, with no growth on my end, with no energy being replenished to me because I'm giving all my energy to you. And that really struck me because I feel like 
at every point in our lives, we had ha- we have had this person that only comes to you when they need help. And maybe not, but I feel like mainly in high school, this is when this happens. Because high school is a fucking hard time for everyone. Um, even if you may have peaked in high school, it's still hard. You're still growing up. You'll still, you're still learning things. And even freshman year of college, you know, you kind of lean on those people for support. And sometimes that can cross over into only really getting wrapped up in your shit and not necessarily caring about how other people are doing. But the way she described her situation really resonated with me. Her explanation of the crisis friend was the one that the person in crisis always comes to. So my definition that I put on my Instagram story. Her friends only used her to help them with when they were in need and she didn't feel like she had any real... Another thing that she pointed out was that she would help these friends and give them the same advice, but usually the same problems that they came to, and she would try to help them and give them what she would do in that situation, and they would never take it. So in two weeks or so, they would come back with the same problem, and she said that was what was really frustrating her, and when she kindly, finally put her foot down, it kind of helped them realize, oh shit, like I am just kind of putting all my shit on you. So I'm sure at some point, we've all felt like this friend. But when I started to look into this more, I found that there are two kinds of definitions for this. So the one definition that I first took it as was the crisis friend is the friend that someone goes to all the time when they are in crisis and only when they are in crisis. But through kind of looking at different websites on this, I found that there are two sides to this friendship. So there's the crisis friend, the one who is constantly in crisis, which is what a lot of people on my Instagram story guessed. So if you did, you're correct. And then there's the crisis management friend, the one that they always call on to help them out. So this woman was feeling like the crisis management friend, the one who always had to help them. And her friends were always in crisis, only asking her to help them. So again, before I get really into this, I want you to know that it's okay to rent, rent to vent to your friends. And that's what friendship is. But it has to be some two-sided connection. It can't just be you talking about your problems and expecting people to only help you and then when they come to you you kind of ignore them or don't help them in that way so I wanted to give some signs when you have become the crisis manager so the one that the friend always goes to when they're in need of help so they only call you in times of trouble there's no real connection besides them asking you for advice friendship is not just helping each other through the hard times but celebrating the happy times together going out to the movies together hanging out together you know sending each other instagram dms of things that they would like so when you only have a friendship that's based inside of those times of trouble and they're only coming to you when they are in trouble, that's when that friendship can become one-sided and ultimately toxic in the end. Another sign is they call you savior or angel over and over again. While I definitely call my friends this when they buy me a coffee or when they help me with homework, when it becomes a point when they were just doing this because they are save, you are saving them from the same problems over and over again, it become it can become a problem. Not only for you because that puts a lot of pressure on you, but that's them putting pressure into you if that makes sense it's them relying on you to help you fix their problems and you becoming their savior and them really leaning on you in this sense another thing is seeing them feels like a chore I feel like this is on the same kind of energy as energy vampires um which Elizabeth and I talked about in my 
last my episode two two weeks ago, I think. Um, it's called Energy, Energy Vampires and Hippy Dippy Shit. If you want to check it out and learn more about this, but I feel like this really resonates with it because it's kind of like the one um, victim vampire. I think is what we talked about, which is when they're always coming to you because their life sucks and everything that is happening to them is wrong and they don't deserve it and whatnot. And because you feel like their therapist, it's exhausting to hang out with them knowing that your that none of your energy is going to be replenished it is just going to be used so seeing them feels like such a exhausting task because you're using all your energy to try to help them to try to fix them to try to be their savior and they're not really putting that energy back in you and ultimately after hanging out with them you feel exhausted and you need to go home and have a bunch of me time and light a bunch of candles and journal and whatever that is And that's when it can become a problem. And then whenever you guys are hanging out, they only talk about themselves. And there's never any room for you to really discuss your problems or your life or whatever it may be. There's no mutual discussions, nothing that talks about your life or even about the good in their life. So even if it is them talking all the time, it's mainly about bad things that are happening to them or things where they need your advice. So they're not asking about your day or asking how you're doing, and they're not even recognizing the good in their own life. It's all about them and you helping them. And when they do ask for whatever it is about you, it's usually needing advice or needing you to tell them a story about how you overcame that and never really how you're doing in that current moment. And then they ask you to drop what you're doing. They say that they need you to come talk to them or go with them right now in there because they're having a panic attack or they don't know what to do with them with themselves. And that's when you become that crisis manager friend. If you are literally dropping everything for this person every time they call, that can be a problem. Because not only is that you not really respecting your own time and your own space, it's them not respecting you as a human, not respecting that you have shit to do too. Which, of course, being a friend is being there through the panic attacks and through the problems. And I know a lot of the time that if my friend were to be like, hey, can you talk? And I'm like, oh, actually, I'm at work. And they're like, oh, okay, like, I'll just talk to you later. I'll still usually be like, no, like, tell me what's going on. I'll reply when I can. And that's totally understandable. But it's those friends that call you and you're like, oh, I'm at work. And they're like, I need you to talk to me right now. Like, I need help right now. And you ultimately have to end up dropping whatever it is that you're doing to go help them. That's when this this crisis friend can become super, super toxic. And it can affect your life outside of just your emotional health, but, you know, your relationship with work and whatever it may be. Um, They believe that you will drop anything you do to tend to their emotions. They don't have boundaries, which is kind of one of the resolutions that I want to talk about. Obviously, at certain times when people, you know, really do need that help, they need you to go pick them up or whatever it may be, that's a little bit different. But if it's literally like, I need you to get me right now and I'm not going to take no for an answer or they make you feel like that you can't say no to them, those are when those relationships can become super toxic and you can recognize that you are the crisis management friends. So all of those I got from madamnoir.com. Noir. Oh my God, I sound so white when I say that. Anyway, it's madamnoir.com. 
dot com um and it's just called are you the crisis and here friend and here's how to get out of it um they don't use the term crisis management here i actually found that from another website but that's kind of what you are a crisis manager and i like that explanation a lot better because crisis friend does make more sense when it is the friend who is always having the crisis so I watched a TED talk by Sharon Livingston and she said that having a good friend helps us heal faster. And that's why we are so connected to friendships. That's which is why we put so much pressure on those friendships because we want those connections. We want to feel a part of the world and that's in our almost DNA to have those connections along the way. So I thought this was a really good thing to say. Her talk was all about toxic friendships, which this can ultimately lead to. But this is why many crisis friendships are centered around trying to help one of them. But this isn't always the most effective healing process. You know, having a good friend is important and having that person that you can go to and share your vulnerability with is so necessary. But when that becomes the only thing it does, that doesn't help you heal faster. It ultimately just begs you to rely on that person and not figure out your own problems. You know, I go to my friends all the time for advice because I usually want a second opinion to see if, you know, maybe I'm overreacting. Maybe I'm just not thinking about it in the right way. Or maybe that person didn't mean that, which is totally understandable. And having those conversations that I maybe don't want to hear and having my friends who tell me like, Madison, you're kind of being a little bit of a bitch right now, helps me to heal faster because it calls me out and makes me recognize my own faults. But those friendships that you only go to that person for help and for advice doesn't help because you need those friends in the good times and the bad things in the bad times to remind you of truly what being a person is almost if that makes sense um it might have not but oh well I said it anyway and I'm not going to delete it so here we are um but asking friends for advice and seeing their point of view is one of the most amazing things about friendship but there are also times when you're having fun you're watching movies you're sharing the good times and that is true friendship and those happy times are what help you ultimately get over the bad times because you know that they're always going to be there for you even when things aren't going great and they're always going to help you feel better about everything in your life. So focusing on only the bad times with that friendship isn't going to help you heal faster. It's just going to ultimately create a more toxic friendship and create a harder energy within that friendship. Kind of hippy-dippy, but it makes sense, right? There is no friend therapy like there is marriage counseling. So it's weird because our whole point in life is to gain connections. And while we do that with significant others and other people and family, friendship is one of the most ways that we do this. You know, you have a lot of friends you want to go out and make friends or you have those few really good friends, but you only really have one significant other. So these friendships are so important and that's something that um, Sharon Livingston said was that there's no friend therapy, which is so weird because we have marriage counseling, we have whatever, whoever we're going to spend the rest of our lives with, but aren't we ultimately trying to spend the rest of our lives with our good friends? So figuring out these toxic relationships and figuring out how to set boundaries and recognizing when someone is being that crisis friend and they're not actually helping your life and they're not improving your energy is so hard because we don't have those specific therapists to tell you, you know, this is what you need to do to fix that. 
obviously, if you go to therapy, a lot of time you may end up talking about your friends and getting through certain situations, but there's no specific therapy that you can go to with your friend and sit down and be like, so you two are having problems? So being able to navigate these kinds of friendships and recognize when things might become toxic in some sense or whatever it may be, recognizing when you need to set your boundaries is super important. So we are going to discuss some ways where you can help your interactions with your crisis friend and hopefully put some more energizing friendships into your life. So one way to do this is, well, one thing in general is if this person is actually only coming to you for help and you question why you are even truly friends with them, then do the best thing for yourself and end it. I know friendship breakups are hard and it's hard to do when we've let this person into our life, especially when you know, we love them and we have some capacity of caring for them. But if it's ultimately draining your life and you have tried to set boundaries and all those these other things that I'm about to tell you to do, then there's no point in keeping it around. Because not only is it not helping you, it's also not helping that person. If they're only coming to you and relying on you for help, then how are they supposed to help themselves? How are they supposed to make their lives better? What's going to happen when you aren't there, when you aren't as easily accessible, you know? So if this friendship is truly not helping your life in any way and it's only draining you, it's okay to glow up and grow up and realize that you cannot have that person in your life anymore. And if you communicate this correctly and tell them, you know, it's nothing that you did or anything like that, like a breakup, it's not you, it's me, (laughs) then maybe ultimately they can kind of change those ways with other friendships and you might actually end up improving their life and your life in the same sense. The second thing to do, which I've talked about before, is set boundaries. I have a whole episode on this called Not Your Kindergarten Teacher, so check that out. But setting boundaries is a radical act of compassion for you and the friend. And I'm currently reading a book that my friend Lindsay got me, and it's The Gifts of Imperfection by Brene Brown, which I'm sure you've all heard about. She's great, Dr. Brown. Um, But... I was actually just reading a chapter on compassion and how to have more. And she said that it's weird to say, but boundaries and compassion go hand in hand together. Um, That, you know, setting boundaries, if you don't do it, is when you can become resentful and hurtful and you feel like this person is walking all over you and that friendship isn't there anymore. But maybe you just need to communicate in a different way. Like, hey, in this setting, I have a couple examples. Um, it's limiting the time that you hang out with them. You know, maybe only hanging out with them like a couple times a week or once a week or whatever it may be. You know, limiting that time and allowing yourself time before and after to decompress and put more energy into yourself. Or it's saying that you can't talk right now, but you will call them later if you're at work, not dropping everything for them. Um, recognizing letting them recognize that you have a life and telling them that you have a life you know setting almost (laughs) I don't even want to say office hours but saying you know hey I'll call you when I get off at work um I can't like I don't have the time to fully put my energy into this right now and I want to give you you know the best advice that I have so give me until five o'clock and I'll I'll call you later or it's you know saying hey I'm actually any time with myself or my significant other right now can we hang out another time and really preparing yourself for that hangout but the most important thing with boundaries is to communicate those boundaries with the person and making sure that you're on the same page as them you know letting them know like hey it's 
like not you I just have a little bit going on right now and I want to be able to fully put myself in your problem with you not in their problem with you but fully help you with this problem so give me until five and I'll be able to give you more attention than I can right now um, it will be hard at first and they will be confused. Obviously, it's a totally shift. It's a total shift in dynamic. But communicating your feelings and sticking to those boundaries, keyword is sticking to the boundaries, will ultimately help both you and them in the long run. Um, so, you know, saying, hey, um, I can't call you right now. I'm at work or whatever it may be. And then an hour later when you're still at work they're like no I really need you right now and calling them that's not really putting a good foot forward it's you know you have to stick to your boundaries you have to stick to your guns and that's not only showing them compassion because then you're waiting until you're able to fully give them the attention that you want to give them it's also putting compassion into yourself and recognizing like hey I'm a human too I have things to do and I can't fully always put my energy into other people right now I need to put my energy into something in my life this particular aspect of my life the third thing is to hang out with them in groups um so this will eliminate the dynamic in which they vent to you like your therapist and also you can hang out with people that fill up your energy as well so you know if they do start ranting or whatever it may be you have those friends that can lift you up and fill your energy and also kind of take that weight and pressure of being the savior off of you because maybe they can put in their advice and they can you guys can all ultimately help this person a little bit better this may also help your friends see that there is more to being your friend than just asking for advice if you invite other people out and you guys go get a drink and then you know, you're all having fun, you're having a great time, and they kind of see that, maybe they're like, oh shit, like, you know, I do kind of (laughs) complain to this person a lot, and maybe that's not something I should fully focus on, maybe we should go get drinks more, and just talk about life, and have a good time, so that could ultimately help them, and maybe putting these positive energies into their life could help them, um, gaining more understanding of, you know, not all their crises have to be a crisis, and putting this good energy can ultimately fix their life in a little bit better way maybe not fix their life but help their life improve their life in a little bit of a better way and then the fourth thing is to say it is your time to talk and teaching them how to have those conversations so a big thing um that was popular a little bit ago is learning different love languages and I think that's so important because we all communicate and live life in a different way and it's so important to know everyone else's love language because mine is quality time so when I'm asking you to hang out you know I want it to be one-on-one or I want it to be meaningful I want that time with you to be only with you to gain love into our friendship into our relationship whatever it is but some people's may be acts of service so you know doing the dishes for my friend might ultimately show them that I love them more than what quality time would do for me and I think that's the same with these crisis friends maybe they just a lot of the time these not a lot of the time I'm not going to generalize but I read an article where a girl was saying that she is the crisis friend and she talks about it in the sense of you know she grew up in a chaotic environment she grew up with her mom being an alcoholic and people coming and going all the time and feeling like she never really had a true connection and so when she found her crisis manager friend she really latched onto that and she asked her for advice all the time and she you know she recognized that she throve off of 
thrived <laughs> thrived off of this chaotic environment because that's how she grew up and that was what was common to her and so really being able to when her friend you know one day was like hey like I'm totally okay with helping you out and with listening to you but maybe we could you know also she probably didn't say it like this but ultimately she said maybe we could like talk about me for a little bit you know actually I'm having a problem too do you mind if I vent to you about it and really teaching this per- person how to communicate in that healthy way because sometimes people just don't know too we are so wrapped up in our own lives that a lot of the time what we do and what we say we don't realize that we're doing those things and that those things may cause harm to other people because we're just thinking about ourselves in the moment which is a totally human reaction and ultimately we have to kind of teach ourselves to be more compassionate to other people and not only that but being compassionate to other people ultimately puts more energy in yourself and becomes being compassionate for yourself so having these conversations with people and being like you know what my love language is quality time so if also whenever we hang out to talk about your problems if we could also you know talk about mine or be in this like friendship that is a two-way street ultimately that may they may be like oh fuck you know I do kind of put all my problems on this person I should ask ask how they're doing more and things like that so those are some of my tips on how to help when you are the crisis manager friend but a big thing not to do is to let this title go to your head and end up giving that person unsolicited unsolicited criticism so with being the crisis management friend um which i feel like i wouldn't say crisis management friend but i am i've said this a million times on this podcast before but i am uh, type two so I'm the helper so I really do love to help people and whenever people have a problem I truly thrive off of trying to help them figure it out and solve it but a big thing that you have to learn with that is to not let this make you become almost a helicopter parent in that person's life because ultimately you have to come from a place of compassion and understanding and recognize that not everyone wants advice when they rant to you. And maybe you're putting this pressure on yourself too. You know, you feel like you've helped them in a lot of situations. So you feel like you almost have a say in their life and that's not what it is. You know, if they're coming to you and asking for your advice, obviously give it to them. But sometimes people just need to rant and vent and let things out. And when that happens, you need to just be empathetic actively listen to them and provide support for them Um, I feel like this happens a lot of the times with women especially and maybe I'm wrong but you know we kind of like to hold in our anger a lot of the time because we don't want to bring our problems to someone else and so when we do that you know it all comes out in some way or another and a lot of time we're not looking for help especially from significant others usually is we just want someone to listen to us and be like damn that sucks like I feel you I totally get where you're coming from you know and maybe sharing their story where they also felt like that and how they help themselves but recognizing that not all the time everyone wants advice um A big thing for me is to want to help and fix people, but a big thing that I've learned with this and through therapy and through growing up is that it's not my job to fix them and it's not my job to give them advice all the time. Sometimes I just need to sit there and be that friend who listens, especially if your friend is not taking your advice. Don't try to bend over backwards and try to help them. 
it's not your life and ultimately you cannot control other people's actions in their own lives you can try to help them as much as you want but don't put that all that energy onto you don't try and fix them don't try to put their life and their problems onto you but when this starts fading into how you feel and how you act and what you do and say that is when you have to protect your self-worth first I'm not saying friends can't have a hard time and there are definitely people I turn to when I'm down because they understand me in the way that is different and allow me to be vulnerable um, like one of my best friends Morgan or my friend Stevie or Paige or whoever I love to go to them when I'm having a hard time because they just have such a different perspective on life than I do you know and that's so important for me and that's so important for me in friendships to be able to go to them and be vulnerable but when I do this I'm ensure I ensure that I'm caring about them too and that we are friends outside of my crisis you know my best friend Morgan and I we obviously live together we spend a lot of time with each other that's not ranting to each other or my friend Stevie you know I obviously let her have her time to rant and to come to me and need help with things and any friendship that I have I try not to only come to them when I need help or when things get hard I try to be there for them outside of that as well being the friend that is always in crisis is never a bad thing because obviously that's not something that you can always control and asking for help is not wrong but just remember to not only go to that person when you do need their help ask them how they are and ensure that they're getting their needs met as well friendship is not a one-way street and you have to give a little and take a little and be there for them as well if you want them to be there for you and for all my helper friends out there just because you're a good listener and an empathetic person doesn't mean that people should only like you for those qualities you have so much more to give and so much more love than those things so don't feel like that's the only thing you can give to this world you know and honestly the biggest way of being empathetic and giving those giving that compassion to people is to be compassionate with yourself so setting those boundaries with those people who suck your energy setting those boundaries with people who only go for you go to you for help is putting that self-worth back into you and ultimately going to help you in those friendships and kind of help show them that you know there's more than just leaning on your friends for support but there's also the self-work that goes into it too and any good friendship is going to start out with you loving yourself first so that is my advice on crisis friends and being the crisis manager friend or being the friend that's always in crisis or whatever it may be friendships are a give and take thing and sometimes We just don't effectively learn how to communicate because we don't talk about it enough, you know? Friendships are such an important time in our lives and sometimes we don't discuss toxic friendships enough or discuss how to get out of those or discuss how to effectively communicate with one another in a friendship. We talk a lot about relationships and significant others, but friendships are just as important. And in my life, they're honestly more important to me than a relationship. I really really am so grateful for my friends and so grateful for everything that they put in my life and that's how I get my energy and that's how I continue going on is knowing that you know I have these amazing people in my life and why am I getting emotional (laughs) I don't know but I am just so grateful for every one of my friends and being able to recognize the times when I am the crisis friend and I only go to people when I need help and recognizing those times when I'm the crisis manager and putting self 
putting some love back into myself and making sure that I'm putting love into those other people as well. So thank you all for listening to my episode today. Um, I am posting new episodes every Friday. And if you guys have any advice or not advice, if you have any topics that you want advice on or you want me to talk about, please let me know. You can follow me on Instagram at loudmouthpod. Um, You can email me loudmouthpod1 at gmail.com. I do have a website and I do have a Patreon account. My Patreon is patreon.com slash loudmouthpod. And my website is a really long thing because I don't have enough money to get a domain right now. But if you go to my Instagram pile, I have all my links right there. Uh, Be sure to leave me a review on whatever listening device you're on. I would love to hear what you have to say, um, but only if it's good. (laughs) I'm just kidding leave a bad one if you really feel so called to but thank you guys for listening um if you want to give to my patreon i will fully support you in doing that you can do five dollars a month ten dollars a month fifteen dollars a month whatever you want to do whatever you can give would be so greatly appreciated and you get exclusive content exclusive talks with me which i know everyone wants or check out my website um and my instagram i would love to connect with you guys let me know if you have a crisis friend situation that you want to talk about or you feel like fit with this perfectly or you didn't even know what a crisis friend is and now you're like oh fuck like maybe I am the crisis friend or maybe I am the crisis manager friend whatever it may be come to me I'm your girl I'll talk to you all later love you guys bye